Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. one we decided to do um, a special pod for the all-star weekend today you have sandy you have yasmin and you have kelsey um we want to thank you guys for the support thank you guys for listening in yeah all-star was kind of was kind of crazy so there's a lot to dish about it we're gonna start with um the skills competition which i don't i don't know how i feel about it i think it's got a dicey so i want to know what you guys are thinking about the skills competition um was it a yes was it a no was it a um i'm not a fan of the skills competition um i think it should be more complicated because like if you think about it all they got to do is dribble pass a layup and like a three i feel like it's so basic they should i don't know they should just make it weird make it more wacky put like a slip and slide or something but anyways Anyways, um, yeah, so the participants were like a mixed bag. I did not expect this lineup. So it was basically Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gilgis Alexander, DeMontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So already like a few skilled big men in there with Bam and um, DeMontis Sabonis and Pascal, which was really cool to see. Um, and, and someone mentioned that like, um, the guards messed up the passes. Like Spencer Dinwiddie, I think Shea and um, Pat Bev, Pat Bev like messed their passes, and then like the big men nailed it. Yeah, was that, funny. Yeah, no, that was. It, I, it, I was so confused. I was just like, okay, but you're you guys can't you can't like what are you doing? Like you can't pick a pass. <laughs> your job every day. You, pass and you, you dribble up the court and you pass. <laughs> this is your job. I was so confused. I was so confused. I'm I'm so sad about pas- my Pascal Siakam. Um, yeah, and he he was he didn't he didn't embarrass us, which was great. He didn't embarrass. Oh oh, I forgot Chris Middleton. <laughs> he did it too. <laughs> he's he's so forgettable. I forgot. But anyways, um, yeah. So uh, basically, before the competition, um, what's his face? Uh, Isaiah Thomas was on stage talking about the participants and announcing the pairings for the competition. And he announced uh, Pat Bev and Pascal would be uh, facing off. 
And then he he basically just outright said, Pascal, you're losing <laughs> before it even <laughs> began, which was very strange. So even though Pascal lost, I'm just glad that he took Pat Bev out of there and that we didn't have to deal with his antics. So that was very cool. But anyways, um, at the end, it ended up being between two big men, Sabonis and Bam Adebayo, which was very cool. Um, and Bam ended up winning the, the whole thing. So I like Bam. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Yes, okay. I love Bam. But if you had told me like to put money on any of these people winning, I have no idea who it would have been. Mostly because I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. The the skills competition is never a metric for how skilled a player is. Like it's the winner is just someone who makes a three at the end. Right. It's not, exactly. it's yeah, not exactly. the most skilled player. Like make them play barefoot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a there's a world where like KD does this competition with like some scrubs and may lose. You know what I mean? Like it's not really a good metric of anything. If they had a defender that was there to kind of defend them while they went through the skills challenge, would that make Just it? Just Kyle Lowry waiting to take a charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Just have Giannis roaming the rim. You have to score on Giannis. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good metric for how skilled to play. Like, the, the three-point competition, I feel the same way about that because sometimes you have that three-point shooter who's actually good but gets, like, a five. <laughs> that happens, like, once a year. But, True. Um... Yeah, Trey stunk it up. Like, there was that year Paul George was terrible. Um, Kyle stunk it up before. <laughs> like, it's not really... There's always that one guy who's the victim of regression in the three-point competition. But this year was actually... The three-point competition was odd because there was no clay. There was no stuff. Um, so it was just strange seeing the two greatest three-point shooters of all time up there. But mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, it was actually pretty entertaining. So... The, I think last season, the highest score was like a 25. But this year, um, it got all the way up to 27. Um, Trey kind of messed up. He, I think he had like a, uh, like a 15 or something. And um, Duncan Robinson didn't do too well. And I actually, like, he was my bet to win. So um, all in all, Buddy Heald ended up getting like the final bucket in to get him over. Um, who was it in the final round that he had to beat? I think it was, uh, it was Bertans, Booker, Booker, Harris. No, yeah, Derpon, Bertans, Booker, and Heald, I think, were the final three. Right, yeah, yeah. Or it could have been Booker. <laughs> it could have been Booker, Harris, and Heald. Because Joe Harris won last season. I don't remember, but Booker was in the final, I believe. And so was Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that was it was kind of hype. He got the 27. Um, he's a he's a great shooter. He can't really do much else. Like I don't trust him to dribble or drive, but he he, he can knock it down. The thing about Trey Young, like stinking it up though. I mean, they overworked that young man this weekend. He was in like the oh rise stars. He's in the three point yeah. contest, and then he had to do the All Star game. Like the poor little boy didn't get a break. But I'm glad Buddy healed one because it taught me that Buddy Heald has a little daughter named Rainy, and she's adorable. So, yeah, so Buddy Heald won that competition, and then we move on to uh, Dunkgate. So the participants this season at the dunk competition were Pat Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, and Derek Jones Jr. Um, So what were were, like your favorite dunks from – the final four guys, like the participants. 
So Pat Connaughton had the he had the white man can jump tribute, <laughs> and he also dunked over Giannis. I'm not gonna lie, I really I really like Pat's dunk, and I feel like he didn't get a high enough score. I I I feel like there was a little bit of bias there. Y'all let Dwight Howard just kind of slide up and be basic. It that, hit a that, whack was ass, that was a whack ass dunk. I'm sorry. That Superman uh, is it 1988? <laughs> Superman dunk was whack. Like I was so angry. Like I got I got <laughs> it. Like yeah, Kobe 24. Like I got it. Like in theory, it made sense. But like he's like 40, and I don't really want to see like a 40 year old attempting like. Poor okay. guy. He's like what, thirty-four? I mean <laughs> thirty-five. Let's round up a little bit, you know? So Dwight like, Howard is like the walking meme, like like that how do you do fellow kids meme is just it's okay. Dwight Howard. Exactly. That's exactly that's the energy he was giving me. I was so upset. Like what personally what? I don't like personally I don't like really seeing big men dunk. Like unless they're Giannis and they have freak limbs that are just like it looks really cool, but like right. Generally, if a guy is like super tall, it's kind of boring seeing him dunk. Like, I mean, he has what, to dunk, like, <laughs> like that's why I liked um, seeing Derek Jones Jr. go because he was like the smallest guy in the competition and he was leaping. Like, mm-hmm. even though I don't think he should have won, he mm-hmm. was he he has like insane bounce. It's like he's a rubber band. Definitely, but Pat Connaughton, uh, I I'm I will say this till the day I die. Pat Connaughton was robbed. He should have gone to the next round. That over Giannis. Whack off the backboard dunk was amazing. That went hard, bro. He was not trying too hard like Dwight was with like the Superman cape and the ripping off the Kobe thing. Like, and Dwight said that, oh, my original plan was to have Kobe give me the cape and then I would show him the 24. And it's like, shut up, Dwight. Like, that That would have made it happen. Why are you lying? Like, do you think Kobe would ever for a second share the spotlight with you, Dwight? Like, that's, (laughs) he's not going to play second full to your antics, Dwight. No, that's, it's just not gonna happen. Do you remember when um uh was it Victor Oladipo had like the Black Panther dunk? <laughs> <laughs> and he had like the he had like t- he had uh Chadwick Boseman sign like his mask or something. It was so stupid. <laughs> For me, like simplicity is key in the dunk competition. Like the less antics, like Aaron Gordon, he lost, and I think he should have won. But like that TikTok dunk was so stupid, like and so unnecessary. Yeah, I'm so confused as to what they were supposed to be doing on the court. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, they were dancing while he was, like, jumping over something. And, I mean, how many times can you jump over Chance the Rapper? Like, I feel like I, I'm i 5'5". Five five. I could dunk over Chance the Rapper. Like, that was <laughs> not that impressive. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much they gave, like, the TikTok girls, because they were everywhere. Like, did they have them on retainer, or what was happening there? Yeah, Chad, they had uh, Chance and the TikTok girls on retainer. <laughs> and Little Wayne, apparently. And, and Little Wayne. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I thought it was kind of, like, tone deaf. Like, it was so unnecessary. You have, like, these 15-year-old girls, like, just prancing around. Like, it made no sense to me. Like, it was it was very strange. And, like, most, you could tell most players didn't know who the hell they, the hell they were. were. I mean, why would they? They're not even on TikTok. Like, <laughs> so it's like, you could tell they were very confused. But I mean, the NBA is trying to. That's Aaron Gordon's bag, though. Like, like, he had the drone dunk last year that went completely horrible, and then he's got the TikTok TikTok ones this year. Like, he's got to do he's got to do something to get a little extra cash because he's not like those playoff appearance stipulations in his contract are not uh, not going to pan out. 
AG. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, All-Star Weekend is very important for teams that don't really have much to look forward to in the regular season. You know? So, yeah. That's why, like, that's why I think that Atlanta Hawks fans were so mad that Kyle played, like, 40 minutes in the All-Star game. Because <laughs> this is, like, their playoffs. This is so important for them. Yeah, when you put it like that, I... Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, they have nothing to look forward to. So I mean, yeah, like between Eric, between Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., did you think the fair winner was chosen? Um, no, <laughs> no. Like if he jumps over a seven foot five dude, even if he had to drag his balls across his like friggin' head top, he should win. <laughs> The friggin' dunk, like, I don't understand what the, like, that's crazy. He clipped Taco Fall, but, like, just everything about it, jumping over Taco, um, the reaction of the players on the bench, I thought it was just perfect. Like, just award the guy right then and there. Exactly. That and the fact that it wasn't planned. Like, Taco Fall had no idea that was coming, and Aaron Gordon was like, okay, I guess I'll just dunk over the tallest person in the NBA. And then he just did it like it was nothing on the first try, too. Like, okay, yeah, he might have, like, dragged his nuts. But who wouldn't? Like, Poor Taco. He's just there. You could tell he dressed up really nicely. He looked really good. And then, bam, he turned into a circus show. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah, now he's going to be out with whiplash. (laughs) Right, injured. He can't play. (laughs) The Weekly Dish is where we dish about any and everything Raptors or NBA-related, from speculation to actual news. And today we're talking about tampering season. Uh, did we do enough to make sure that Giannis is in the red and white? Did I, Yasmin, <laughs> from home, <laughs> watching this on TV, do did enough? Did we do enough? Yeah, I um, it so hard. I think it was perfect. Lowry was doing the absolute most. I think he sees Giannis. And he sees his second championship ring. And he planted himself in every photo op that Giannis was in. And made like, sure he was attached to the hip. Lowry, yeah, we thank like, you for your service. We thank <laughs> you for your service. Yeah, like, generally, Kyle is actually pretty timid at all-star games. Like, he doesn't take too many shots in the game. He gets a couple of photos with, like, players he's close with. Um, and then he's on his way out. He just absorbs the moment and leaves. But, like, this season, oh, my goodness. He was just a social butterfly. He was everywhere, talking with everyone, getting pictures with everyone. Like, several players talked about how awesome it is to have Kyle in the locker room, like Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell. And he was attached by the hip to Giannis, like, lockers next to each other in the group photo together. <laughs> it was pretty amusing, actually. <laughs> like, it just felt very intentional. I don't. I don't know if that's like homerism. Oh yeah, we, but... we see dollar signs and rings when we see Giannis. For sure. No one is taking three charges. I'm sorry, it's three. The first one should have counted, but absolutely. no one is taking three charges in an All Star game. That means absolutely nothing unless there's like a, a game plan at the end. Like I'm hoping that he looked at Giannis after every single one and was like, "See, I literally will put my life on the line for you every night, no questions asked." Giannis, he, was, he said it. He see, said in the pre-game, like. Yeah, he looks so good in red. Kyle Lowry's already like dying for him. Nick Nurse is already <laughs> coaching him and being like, "Listen, you can be the number one option, but you don't have to be, sweetheart. Just, just head on north of the border." Yeah, like 
Um, I think it was the uh, the day before on media day. Kyle said to the NBA community guys, um, "Yeah, we're trying to win this for Giannis. We told Giannis we're going to do this for you." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like that was I don't know. It was it was brilliant. I thought he was so good. It was coming on strong for sure. I'm oh, so absolutely. Like I know when Giannis loved it cinched the whole thing like it would would have just put a bow on the whole weekend it would have been glorious oh yeah but like the fact that they lost by one point and they were significantly less talented by than team lebron was amazing it really shows how talented nick nurse is honestly and it was what Giannis wanted he said he doesn't want to play with the best he wants to play with the guys who can beat the best and like hi kyle lowry's right here pascal's right here and i think that transitions into the five and dime um, we each choose something okay. related that was a perfect 10 this week, or in this case, during the All-Star weekend. You go ahead, Kelsey, if you want to go first. <clears throat> okay, so I guess I'll start with this one. It's not a perfect 10. It's actually the exact opposite of that, because we're going to talk <laughs> about Reggie Miller. So here I was, drinking my Gatorade, getting all comfy on the couch, preparing to watch yet another all-star game where Kyle Lowry is the only person who's going to take it seriously and be the only one putting in any effort. And I hear Reggie Miller and Grant Hill saying that they think AD and LeBron are going to be the MVP. Okay, that's fine. I can live with that. Then Marv Albert says to Reggie, whoa, Reggie, you're pretty sure of your MVP picks. And Reggie, who is on a broadcast with Marv Albert, but somehow manages to be the dumber one, goes... (laughs) Starts giggling and goes, oh, okay, well, what about Kyle Lowry? And then bursts into a fit of laughter. And I was a little miffed at the slight to our round-rumped king. And the more I tried to shake it off, the more my blood began to boil. Because Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion, Reggie. So if you want to get ignorant, we're going to get ignorant right back. So let's pull up the receipts, okay? Mm, Oh, my God, she's going into it. Energy. (laughs) Kyle Lowry threw his 13 NBA seasons has been an all-star six times. This isn't by accident. This isn't fan voting because it was the coaches who voted them in. You, Reggie, sir, through 17 seasons, were an all-star four times. So in four fewer seasons, Kyle has already surpassed you in all-star appearances. But it doesn't end there. Kyle has played 899 career games to Reggie's 1,389. In 641 fewer games, Kyle Lowry has totaled 1,410 more assists, 337 fewer turnovers, 293 fewer personal fouls. Reggie might have more total points for now, but being a higher volume shooter does not make you a better player or a better teammate. Everyone Kyle has ever played with has said that Kyle's the best teammate they ever had. Has anyone ever said that about Reggie Miller? Because I highly doubt it. When Reggie Miller got moved to the end of the bench, towards the conclusion of his career. Oh my god, I hear a page turning. (laughs) (laughs) Jermaine, I can't forget anything. Jermaine O'Neal had to be taken out of the game after scoring 55 points so that he didn't eclipse Reggie's record of 57 points in a game. Do you think Kyle Lowry would ever allow that to happen? Not a day in his life. Kyle Lowry would be dragging his teammate onto the court, kicking and screaming by the air, making sure that they score more than 57 points. And then he would be the first one up off the bench to congratulate them. So people are in my mentions and they're talking about how Kyle 
had to wait until LeBron left the East to go to the finals, as if Reggie didn't have Michael Jordan retire twice and still couldn't do it. The same people are saying that Reggie Miller was busting up Kobe and Shaq in the finals at age 34 like Kyle Lowry didn't drop 26 and 10 in game six of the NBA finals. The only difference is that when Kyle went to six games in the finals, he got a ring. And when Reggie did, he got exposed. Also, (laughs) Kyle Lowry got his ring in 86 playoff games, whereas Reggie played at 144 and still came up empty-handed. You aren't Allen Iverson. You aren't Carmelo Anthony. You aren't going to be remembered as the greatest player who never won a ring. You're going to be remembered as the guy who had a whole-ass rule implemented into the league because he couldn't stop flopping. The people defending Reggie by saying Kyle Lowry is a flopper seem to conveniently forget about what is referred to as the Reggie Miller rule for when players kick their leg out on a jump shot to draw a foul. And next, people are going to argue that Kawhi carried... Kyle to the finals like Reggie didn't pack it up and go home because he couldn't do it without Jalen Rose if you want to talk about Kyle having a subpar playoff performance then you need to remember that Reggie went one of eight from three and scored eight points in an elimination game against the eighth seed Knicks Kawhi didn't carry Kyle to shit and I say that as a diehard Kawhi fan this time last year, the Raptors were 43-16 and 16 with Kawhi. And this year, are 40-15, and 15, despite having the entire team injured. This isn't by chance. This is because Kyle Lowry can carry a team without having to be their primary scoring option. Reggie wants to laugh at Kyle being MVP. Why? Because he plays in Toronto? Kyle only has four, 40 fewer blocks than Miller, despite being 7 inches shorter. Reggie, we know you aren't watching the Raptors when a joke about a box and one goes right over your head. Even more of Albert knew what Pascal was talking about, and he doesn't even know what year it is. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. This whole show Marv, come Marv just... doesn't know Marv doesn't know where he is. Like he called him Kevin Lowry. Over the, he right? And he still knows is. what's going on. I need to be put in a home, poor guy. Oh my god, poor thing. Poor thing. Oh Are you done, Kelsey? Keep going. No, no, that's the end of my rant. In conclusion. Okay, okay. Oh, that was brilliant. I love Shut that. up, Reggie Miller. I know you can hear this because your ears are the size of satellite dishes. So, I'm probably picking so... it up by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. I'm actually... <laughs> oh, Screaming. Oh, well, that was amazing. Well... Okay. So, it's so strange because, like, all of Kyle's um, peers, like, adore him. Like, he was having a blast out there. Like, he looked like he belonged among superstars. Like, it was it was so fun. But, yeah, of course, he had to kind of try and rain on that parade. And who else made the game competitive? Like, Kyle wasn't the one lobbing up shots and just in the first... He, he had on a string. I think he showed um, early on, the, like, the difference between him and Kemba. Because if Kemba's not knocking down shots, he's virtually useless. Like, he's an active minus on the court if he's not scoring. If he's cold, he is a saloon door on defense. But like, you know, there's also an active minus, Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> minus 1.8 to be exact. <laughs> yes, also everything. Minus. Okay. <laughs> okay, Miss Adelaide. But yeah, like, um, yeah, he was making it competitive. Like, I don't know. I feel like when he started taking it seriously, everyone started having more fun. Like, you kind of just changed the tone for it in the fourth. Yeah, for sure. I, I still want to know who he ran to after that charge that he took on Co- Was it Kawhi? It was Westbrook. 
It was Westbrook. Yeah, he, he like freaking mounted Westbrook after he got that. It was so funny. It was so cute. Um, but yeah, that was that was amazing. That was I'm so glad that he was a part of what will probably go down as like one of the greatest All Star games ever. He was the reason it was the greatest game ever. Nobody else gave a single shred of effort, and then Kyle Lowry was like, "Actually, we're going to show you how the NBA champions do it." And then it and was then like, bam, the it was game. like a game seven. Yeah, it was like game seven, final couple minutes of the finals. Like yeah. I've never cared about an All Star game the way that I cared about this one. It's just about yeah, like I. So it was it was it was nice because he I don't know I just I I think he showed right then and there like why he's a champion why he's an all star and why um why I am more comfortable going into any playoff series with him rather than a Kemba or a Trey or something like he just showed that like the only time Kyle is not shooting well is when I'm like okay is he healthy like that's my only worry but like I know he's gonna bring it on playmaking and defense and everything else that matters I know that. If he scores four points in a game, the opposition's not scoring any on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, for sure. Like, it, whereas with other guys, he may give you 20 in the fourth, but he's also giving up 30. Kemba was a mess, man. Kemba was awesome until the fourth quarter, where he yeah, just like, literally fell apart. This is when you're supposed to be shining. What's happening, bro? We, we almost had Charlotte, that. man. <laughs> yeah, it's much time toiling in the ninth to tenth seed. The um, abyss of NBA basketball. Someone said it was like his first ounce of pressure in years and he fell apart. <laughs> Y'all don't do that to Kemba. He was like dribbling <laughs> off his foot. He went 0 of 6. He oh. let LeBron get like the, like what took them to like one point from 157. That, right. that layup. He like, he just basically got out of the way. <laughs> let him go. Kemba's a mess, bro. Kai would have taken the charge. Kai would have made LeBron work for it. Would have made him go to the line and split those free throws. <laughs> exactly. Which is what he did at the end of the game that everybody's roasting him for. He's using that or block AD, which would have been... Like, he, may oh, have, he may have blocked him too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Okay, you guys got anything to add as your dime of the week? Um, my only dime is shout out to that kid that was on stage while Common was going through his like whole soliloquy. <laughs> Chicagoan. Oh my god, that poor kid. He's sitting there like, can I go home? He like- was tired, bro. <laughs> he had the character and everything. Shout out to you, King. He had to improvise, man. That kid, his comment was going on too long. He had to like pretend to do crossovers. <laughs> Shout out to you, King. Stay in character. That's called acting. Oh, man. So that's my dime. Shout out to you. Oh, and also, how could I forget, like, Pascal's first All-Star game, probably the first uh-huh. of many, yeah. mm-hmm. our golden child, our ticket out the project, <laughs> Pascal Siaka. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could tell he was just a little nervous, like, mm-hmm. looking around, kind of starry-eyed. It's probably, like, incredibly surreal for mm-hmm. him, just the journey he's been on, going from 27th pick to end of bench to starting and overexposed to D-League to... NBA champion to number one option to all-star starter like freaking amazing and he he got his buckets he was there in the fourth quarter like out and he was playing amazing defense on Kawhi in the fourth the hugging defense <laughs> pardon the hugging defense hugging yeah, defense. no more threes no more threes blanket him just blanket Kawhi 
and it worked. <laughs> That's exactly how I would play defense, would just be <laughs> hugging just holding them, them. Hugging them to stop doing things. <laughs> so. I get called for hand checking because I'm trying to hug them all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like no, it was just it was so sweet seeing him there, and it's, it's going to be the first of many. So, and the I fact that he got who, to spend it with his point guard, his veteran point guard, it was just perfect. I want to know who he was uh, starstruck by, because Lucas said he was starstruck by Cardi B, which is like <laughs> relatable. <laughs> really, Cardi B? Yeah, they asked him who his favorite celebrity and like who he was most starstruck by in the crowd sitting courtside because he had a lot of time on the bench to look. And he's like, Cardi B. <laughs> and like Americans and so, got hurt because he didn't say Obama. <laughs> that guy met Barack Obama and he's like, yeah, Cardi B had me. Cardi B takes it. Honestly, probably, he probably just knew who Obama was from like coin commercials. You know those presidential coins or something? <laughs> yeah, I, doubt, I doubt he actually like knew much about Obama. But um, yeah, like I don't know if Pascal was struck by his, probably not his peers, because I'm sure he works out with some of them in the summer in LA and stuff. But as for celebrities, I wonder, I wonder, maybe there's like a famous soccer player courtside or something. Yeah, that's the, that's the only way I see him being starstruck. He yeah, like he, he seems like pretty unimpressed by pop stars. <laughs> I mean, what grade would you give Pascal's first all-star showing? First all-star showing, um, probably like an A minus. I only say minus because he had that turnover in the fourth. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, I thought he was like amazing. Like he was getting his points. He was playing defense. He was having fun. I'm sure he's going to try and go for like the game MVP and put up 25 shots in the future. But right now he seemed to just be feeling it out. And yeah, it was intense. That fourth quarter was freaking intense. It was intense, man. But also like he's been in more intense moments like just last season. So. I mean, yeah, true. Facts. Yeah, like, he was, he wanted the smoke. He's like, give me the ball. Let me post up on Harden. Like, he was trying. <laughs> he tried. Gotta give it. I, I will give him a B plus. And the only reason why I give him a B and not an A is because I really feel like he shouldn't have given Bam the opportunity to shoot first. Like, he literally let Bam hit that. Oh, in the skills first. challenge? Yeah, and I was just like, bro, you hit three, yeah. like, kind of. He said he. He said he'd change his strategy next time. Next because, time. Like, you're <laughs> he supposed should. to just chuck. Just chuck it. If it goes yeah. in, it goes in. Like, Bam doesn't hit threes, you know? This is just, that was your, your moment. Yeah, just go for it. But, yeah. And I also give him a B plus because he, he seems to have a thing with free, like, free throws when, like, you really need them. He only <laughs> ever hits one, and it's like... Honestly, um, I saw Harden miss two in a row, so I can't even say anything about that. <laughs> I mean, true. And, and not only that, but Giannis didn't get a single point in the fourth. Oh, my God. Team Giannis, the star of Team Giannis, <laughs> didn't get a single bucket in the fourth. Oh, God. He was getting Eastern Conference Finals flashbacks, war flashbacks. Cool. His defense was amazing, though, but oh, my God. If he ever comes to Toronto, Pascal's a closer. By then, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Just so let's get into intro some questions it. now. In our dime bag, we're gonna start with a question from Julie. What is your favorite All Star game? I think she means like favorite event. So I guess 
Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to assume that too. Yeah, I don't really know. But um, so I'm going to say the dunk contest. And I'm going to actually add to that and say the more props, the better. I know some people don't agree, but I love the props. <laughs> I love the Sergi Baca teddy bear jump. I love the Gerald Green cup- cupcake dunk. I love the Aaron Gordon over Stuff the Magic Dragon dunk. So bring out the props and make the dunk contest like 50 rounds. Sandra, what about you? Um, I like the three-point the three-point contest. Like I like seeing shooters shoot and having a close to that competition the way that we did this weekend was kind of crazy. And that's what I want to see. I also really love when like really good shooters are like complete trash too. It just makes me feel like, particularly if they're not on my team and I'm not cheering for them. Um, it makes me feel like good. Like, okay, these really talented people can fail when the pressure's up too. It's it's a horrible yeah. thing, but sue me. <laughs> <That's> Relatability. <laughs> Relatability is what I go for. Um, so yeah, like I, lo- I love the three-point competition. It's great. It's awesome. Love it. Yeah, what's um, your favorite? I'm going to say the, like, the all-star game. Yeah, like the f- actual game with the players. Like, I don't know. It's kind of surreal seeing like the represent the representatives of your team playing there, and it's just kind of cool. It's just like culmination of like the first fifty-five games of the season, and you're like, "Wow, they've earned it." <laughs> Go out there, have fun. <laughs> so our next question is from Ryan, and he says, "Best All Star jerseys and favorite All Star game memory from the game itself. No dunk contest." Um. Okay, so favorite all-star game memory from the game is when Lowry took the charge on Kawhi. Like, that was pretty iconic. <laughs> I just felt like that had to happen. It was like bound to ha- I was waiting. As soon as I realized that he was going to start taking charges, I'm like, there has to be one against Kawhi or this, this will feel incomplete. I think, I think he saw uh, Joel Embiid take one, like a couple of possessions prior to that. Mm-hmm. on um i think it was ad or lebron i don't remember like joel took a charge but it wasn't called it was a blocking foul and then i think that was like the green light he needed <laughs> he went all out <laughs> took three immediately after that. um but yeah that was that was like poetic it was perfect it was perfect and my got- favorite thing was um the the um, team Giannis bench going crazy every time he took a charge. Like Giannis would get hyped, Joel Embiid would get hyped, but like Pascal was just utterly unreactionary. <laughs> he's used <laughs> he's, to this shit. He's so used to it. Like Woj asked him, just shocked. Like, how does it feel seeing? Kyle? He's like, he does this all the time, man. Like, this is Kyle. <laughs> His game. I just want to make sure he's not injured because we need him for the rest of the season. I I don't think he's ever gotten injured from taking a charge. Like charge. the only. I think he's gotten injured trying to stop bigger guys from getting to the bucket, like the way he did with AD. But on Chargers, he seems to just bounce back immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, that moment was... It, it made me miss Kawhi a little bit. I can't lie. It was just, oh my God. This shouldn't be happening against you. Come back to us, baby. <laughs> so next question is from Jasper. Jasper says, who is your dream podcast guest? That's a good question, Jasper. Dream podcast guest. Oh. um, I can't think of one. This is crazy. 
Like I have so many that are running through my mind. Um, How about you, Kelsey? Well, so um, think so first. Doris Burke would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, that would be cool. But I pick her brain. I also <laughs> want someone who's gonna give us all the tea. So if we could have Ooh. like Masai, but Masai was wasted. <laughs> I think that would probably be my dream podcast guest. Oh my god, drunk Masai must be insane. He probably has like dirt on world leaders. He probably uh, he's besties with Obama, so I mean, I would love to have like an in-depth discussion with Mark Basal, like just about basketball, about like what he does in Spain, about his summer, like saving refugees stranded at sea. Like he's such an interesting man. And he's so smart. Like, I would just love to talk to him about everything. That's a good pick. I think my person would be, if I had to choose, like, somebody on the rafters, I would really want to sit down and talk to Fred. I just find him, he's just, like, a very, like, introspective and, like, intuitive kind of person and I like I, I just feel like it'd be really interesting to kind of pick his brain about his development where he sees himself um going and and um how Kyle Kyle has has helped him develop his game and where he feels like he can um develop further I, I just feel like he's in an interesting place in his career now where he can he can start taking like really giant steps um and building kind of like the narrative around him. I'd really oh, like would, down. <clears throat> I would him. also really love to interview Pascal, but like not ask him any questions that he's sick of. Cause I feel like there are questions that he's so tired of answering, answering regarding like his like rise in the league and going mm. through the, um, then D league system and stuff. Like I'm sure he's exhausted. I would ask him, try and ask him like left field stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Keep it interesting. And I'd also want to um, talk to Serge just so I can ask him if he would dance. I, I've said this on Twitter. Like, I really, he's Congolese. You know, if you're African, you know. Yes. Congolese men know how to, like, whine their ways. So I want to see if Serge can whine his way. That's what I want to know. Let's get Serge on the podcast, like, just to catch a bubble. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's what I like. I that's one thing. Like, I would love to see Serge interviewed by an African person who can ask him like just questions about. Like, no one has ever asked him things like, like, didn't he? He played in France, right? Yeah. Like, what is it like being like a kid from the Congo coming to France? Like that culture shock. Like, no one asks him these questions. These are the things I'm interested about. It would be very interesting to kind of have a conversation with him. And I think he wants to have that conversation, but yeah, he's just like had someone make he connections. just found out he had a daughter a couple years ago that's like oh my God. 12 or 13 no now. Asked. Like, how do you navigate that? That would be a good conversation to have too. Right. He has like, such a surprise, here's a child. Life. It's not a baby. Right, yeah, I can't it's imagine. It's a whole-ass person. And the whole fact that he's like totally raising her now in Toronto, like, oh my goodness, what a story. It's amazing. I love Serge. Serge, come on the pod. I want to talk. <laughs> I won't be inappropriate, I promise. All we want to do is talk. Just yeah. talk, I promise. Just just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting the podcast. Sorry, guys. Serge, please come on the pod. We just no, want to talk. Please, we just want to talk, I promise. 
Oh god, he's gonna block me, isn't he? If we're not blocked yet, I don't think it's gonna happen. He probably secretly enjoys it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But like, you don't it. post thirst the guys without <clears throat> wanting a reaction. Mm-hmm. I bet the guys always get on him in the locker room about his thirst traps. <laughs> they're haters. They're they're haters. I they I'd, don't look like they don't look like that. They that's why they're hating. <laughs> I'd be hitting y'all with thirst traps all the time if I look like Serge Ibaka. You tried it. Oh my god, I would be insufferable. <laughs> I'd be the most annoying person on Instagram. Imagine just like existing, like looking like that. Like you just couldn't there. tell me. So our final question, we're gonna go with the Doc Roosh burner. Uh, in honor of anti-Reggie Hour, who are your favorite non-Raptor announcers? Yasmin, who's your favorite? Hmm. Let me think. I do like the Brooklyn announcers. They're really good. I always listen to their stream. Who is it? It's um, Richard Jefferson. Um, what's that woman's name? I always see her on um, that show with Nick Wright. I forgot her name. But you know who I'm talking right, right? The blonde lady? I'm going to Google that. right now. And then there's, like, this other guy who also does, like, the playoff announcing. I forgot his name. <laughs> Kevin Harlan. Yes. Is, I love- Is it Kevin Harlan? The one that did the shot? No, that's not him. Uh, I like, I, he's one of my favorites. Kevin Let Hart- us know when you get it, Kelsey. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah, I really enjoyed their stream. Um, what else? The worst one is the Pacers one. Oh, my goodness. I was listening to the the Pacers broadcast and that final four minute stretch when the Raptors basically robbed the game was just very insufferable. <laughs> what happened? They were just Is like Sarah Kustock. Yeah, she's like a blonde lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Okay. The Brooklyn. Um, she's she's pretty good too. She always knows like a lot of details about the uh, the Raptors plays. Like I like it when they're well read. Um, and they don't say things like, um, the worst is when, like, uh, Pascal's about to pull up for three, and they're like, oh, he doesn't want to take that shot. He can't shoot it. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did you miss the season? They probably, like, watched the Philly series and then blacked out for the rest of the playoffs and season. But, um, yeah, they're pretty good. And, yeah. Oh, my God, can you imagine Jack Armstrong, like, announcing um, Giannis plays if he's on the Raptors? Oh. I don't think he could. He may die. Like, oh. He may not survive. <laughs> oh. He may die on air. Like that's gonna be a glorious moment. Like you already see how he gets announcing Pascal. Like I can't imagine it. I can't imagine. Oh my god, that's gonna how be. How about the- you, Sandy? Thing. Um, I do like the Brooklyn stream a lot. Like when I'm listening to those guys, they're really fun. They don't just hype up their own team. They talk about the other team. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Brooklyn stream and I'm listening to it. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, it's weird. I don't really know names. Um, me neither. I don't pick up names. On I don't really pick up names often. on broadcasts. Um, I know voices. <laughs> yeah, I would say Brooklyn's probably the one that I enjoy the most. Like if I'm watching away games, yeah, I would probably agree with you there. I, f- for sure, like Kevin Har- Harlan and, you know, the guy that 
did the the Kawhi shot. Um, I think he's on um, Turner Turner Sports usually. Um, yeah, I. It's just iconic, and every time he kind of um, announces a game, he has a great way of kind of narrating and going through the whole game. Um, oh, is this the dagger guy? It's the dagger guy. It's the dagger oh, guy. Oh God, what a what an amazing call! He's <laughs> so he it's, iconic. It's spectacular, and he I think he did the Leonard puts it down. Like I <laughs> that was gonna be my notification, my text notification if Kawhi came back. <laughs> How like, about you, Kelsey? Um, I mean, I like Doris Burke. I like Richard Jefferson because he like tells you all these funny stories about when he was in the league and stuff that you yeah. wouldn't get from like other broadcasters. But it's hilarious. He is so funny. So is Channing Fry. Like, if they could team up on yes. a broadcast, that would be ideal for me personally. Former players that don't disparage of uh, their peers. <laughs> I'm just trying to find who said, is this the dagger? I think it was Evan Har- Harlan. I think it was, too. Yeah. I love his voice. Like, the yeah, it's very broadcasty. It's yeah. very broadcasty. I think that's why people love Doris Burke, too. They like um, lower, like that low timber, mm-hmm. where it's not like, um, it's not... It doesn't take you know, away from the moment. Lower, yeah, there's not too much tenor on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the funniest one was, um, I forgot who they are, but the, I think he retired, but he was like the broadcaster for the Wizards. And when they were playing terribly, like he would just go silent for minutes on end. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. It was so bad. There was this one play where he like went silent for like a minute and a half. I mean, what really is there to say? <laughs> That's so funny. That's my kind of petty. Like it's not even worth announcing. Yeah. So I guess that's it for this week's episode of Dishes and Dimes. Um, the All-Star edition, the All-Star Weekend edition. It's been Sandy, Kelsey, Yasmin. We thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, review, listen. All those things. Follow us on Twitter at the Dishes and Dimes Pod, um, at and on Instagram. We're gonna be posting a lot of crazy stuff. Um, our content's gonna be crazy. I want you guys to look out for more content. Uh, there's a lot coming up. We can't spill the beans, but we're super excited. Um, so I hope you guys continue to follow us on this journey. And yeah, I think we're gonna peace out. Bye, guys.